Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. This is the first ever episode of Side Hustle Pro. I'm Nikayla Matthews, and I'll be your host every week. So thanks for checking it out. Come on in. It's just you and me today. On today's episode, I'll share my vision for this podcast, then I'll tell you a little bit about myself, and episode two is where I'll kick off the bi-weekly interviews with dope entrepreneurial women of color who've scaled from side hustle to profitable business. Here's what you can expect. Every other week, I'll be interviewing a different woman of color who's either a full-time entrepreneur now and started as a side hustler, or she's in the process of turning her side hustle into her main hustle. And in those interviews, I'll ask questions that span the gamut. So starting with their early journey, what influenced them to the challenges and triumphs they've faced since making the leap. And I'll also get into the real grind lessons, aka how are they keeping the lights on and tactical tips and resources to use in our own businesses. Finally, you'll hear from an entrepreneur in residence. So this woman is letting us follow her for an entire year. I'm really excited about this. She recently left her job and is working it out as she goes. So we'll follow her check in every three months to see what's changed, see what she's learned and learn about her triumphs and her mistakes. Every week we'll alternate between interviews and solo episodes. So On the solo episodes, I'll dive deeper into topics that are relevant to side hustlers, things like how to juggle your passion project and your nine to five without getting fired, Um, things like how to even come up with a side hustle and know if it's worth pursuing, and then how to build and grow your brand on different social media channels. I'll even source those episode topics from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. So if there's a topic you want to see covered or a question you want to make sure is asked of every woman who's interviewed on the show, just let me know. I'll be happy to include it. So now let's get into a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Jamaica, the island, not Queens. (laughs) And I grew up in the Boogie Down Bronx, New York. I currently reside in the district, uh, so Washington, D.C. Well, really Arlington, if we're being honest. But I work in D.C. as a digital media strategist by day. And clearly, I am a podcast hoster by night. I'm also the founder of KaylaKSpeaks.com. That's C-A-I-L-A-K-Speaks.com. So 
Kayla K Speaks started way back and I, it was just me trying to find a funky name for my blog. Um, people call me a variety of things. My family and friends call me Nikki. And now because of Kayla K Speaks, some folks call me Kayla K. Obviously, people call me Nikayla. So you will probably hear all three on this show. Um, I went to Penn for undergrad and studied communications. Uh, UPenn for undergrad and studied communications. And after that, I've had a winding career. I started straight out of undergrad at MTV Networks doing uh, standards and practices. And after a year of that, I made a lateral move to the PR department. And I chronicled that experience on my blog. Um, so if you go to Kayla K Speaks, search for, did I go to college for this? And it's a series that talks about how basically when I made that lateral move, I had the boss from hell. If you've seen Devil Wears Prada, that was my life. And I ended up quitting that job. Um, after nine months, I quit my job, moved back home with my parents. It was a um, it, it was a real learning lesson because I gave up my independence to move back home and I was really lost for a year, soul searching, trying to figure out what I should do next. I took an unrelated job and in, in working, you know, as a, a desk job at a realty firm while I tried to figure it out. And during that period, that's when I started writing. That's when I founded KaylaKSpeaks.com just as a, a general, you know, personal blog to chronicle my experience. And at the time, I also started freelance writing. So I was writing about um, different social and life topics on online magazine sites and started to use social media more to promote my writing so that people would actually read it <laughs> and know it was out there. And that's what eventually landed me into a social media marketing role with the company Ideally. Um, it is now called Ideal.com, but I was brought on as the second person member ever to their social media team. And um, shout out to my awesome boss, Adriana, because a, a great boss is everything. And I'll get into that more later on the podcast in general. But Adriana took me under her wing, taught me about social media marketing. And that job was the stepping stone that led me to my current role as a digital and social media strategist. So I worked at Ideally for about a year and a half. And then at the time I started to feel like, well, I want to do more than, you know, craft tweets and Facebook posts all day. I want to take on a more strategic role and a role that um, is focused on, you know, marketing beyond just social media. I didn't want to be siloed in social media. So that's what led me to transition to Georgetown McDonough, where I was brought on as the assistant director of marketing in their executive exec, executive education department in the business school. And um I, yeah, I had a fancy schmancy title, which was great for my resume. Shout out to Georgetown. But I was still figuring sh stuff out. You know, I'm trying not to curse. So I was still figuring stuff out. And that's around the time where I decided, you know, decided, OK, I want to go to business school. I had thought about it for quite a while, but I was tired of learning through trial and error. I wanted some real marketing frameworks and to under, better understand the psychology behind marketing so I could really contribute to a business without like learning from articles on the internet. So that's what led me to pursue my MBA. And I visited a ton of schools. I, from the minute I visited the University of Michigan, Ross School of Business, I immediately fell in love with the people, the program, the faculty. So I matriculated Applied and got in and matriculated at Ross in the fall of 2013. 
And during my time there, which was excellent, I had the opportunity to intern at Google out in Mountain View doing ad sales. And um, you guys, this is where the story turns. Like, listen closely. This is where, if this is a movie, if this was a movie, like, this is where the dramatic music would come in. Because (laughs) let me tell you about this experience. So, As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. I interned at Google and I thought my life would be set after that. Okay. I thought that I was going to intern, get the full-time job, be working at Google, be dope, be fly, be the envy of all to see, and just have that on my resume and just be bomb and set for the rest of my life. But that did not occur. Not even in the slightest. Um, So I interviewed at, at Google and I thought, I thought I did well. I mean, I put my all into that. I was, I even got like a, one of their, um, their bonuses. They let employees like give other employees bonuses. So I got one of those, but it it didn't matter because I did not get the full-time offer y'all. I did not repeat. I did not get the full-time offer. And, um, I don't know how they do it now, but at the time you didn't find out right away. Like you, most people, they find out on the last day of the internship, whether they get the full-time offer. At Google, I didn't find out till October that I wouldn't be going to work for them full time. And by that time, my mind was already on the fact that I would be studying abroad in Barcelona, Spain, my second semester of my last year of B school. I would be studying from January through March. So I said, well, well, damn, I'm 
I'm just going to go study abroad and I'll think about this when I get back and, and I'll figure it out. So I study abroad in Barcelona, eat and travel my way through Europe and not think about jobs at all, did not figure out not one thing, come back to Ross. And by then it's like, all right, well, it's my last month of school. I'm just going to enjoy my time with my friends. This is the last time we're going to be here. So not surprisingly, I graduated without a job and I moved back home to D.C. with my oh so loving uh, then boyfriend, now fiance, Moyo. Shout out to Moyo for supporting me through what was a very confusing, sometimes depressing time in my life as I struggled to figure out the right next move for me post-business school. And you know what I started? You know what I did? Just like the last time I was unemployed, I started up my blog again. And except for this time, I had to, I think I had to repurchase the domain. I had to figure out the login again because it, it was just collecting dust for the entire time that I was in B-school. But I realized that when I was blogging, that was the time I felt, felt more confident in my skills. That was the time when I felt most qualified and like, hey, I have a talent, I have a gift and, and the world appreciates it because people give me great feedback and they love it when I create new posts. And I don't know where this is going to lead, but you know what? I like to do this. So through doing that, I also started landing. Um, I landed a freelance opportunity to do social media consulting for a nonprofit and at the time that I was doing that, so I was building out the KaylaKSpeaks.com platform and I was doing social media consulting. And then I got a call. And the call was from the University of Michigan, the Ross School of Business. They wanted me to come back to speak on a panel of alums who were pursuing the non-traditional path, aka entrepreneurship. And I remember at the time thinking it was like a pity vote to include me on this panel because both of my roommates were in the panel and my roommates, um, Nidia and Stephanie, um, are, we were roommates when we were at Ross. They're both these phenomenal women who always knew they wanted to pursue entrepreneurship and did just that at Ross. Nidia um, graduated and is working on building her own business and living in Detroit. And Stephanie is now a venture capitalist focusing on social impact ventures. You'll hear from her on the show. And I thought, okay, they're putting us on this panel. Like, all right, I'll take the free free ticket, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Like I e even texted Nidia and Steph, like, I don't know what I'm going to say on this panel. But I get on the panel and I just share my perspective as someone who graduated without a full-time offer, but is building out her brand and also doing social media um, consulting. And then post-panel, People seem to appreciate that perspective, but still post panel, I was speaking to a current student and I was just like, eh, I don't even know why I was on this panel. Um, I'm not an entrepreneur. If anything, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. And he just kind of looked at me like, no, what? like you should claim it. Why? What are you talking about? Accidental entrepreneur, like you're an entrepreneur. And at the time I still brushed it off. But when I went back home, I, I really reflected on my feelings about this and why I was so resistant to the term. And I realized it was because I had this view of entrepreneur as this elusive concept that's only achievable by certain type of people. And, you know, by certain types of people, I mean, risk takers or young college students with wealthy parents to fall back on if an idea fails. And it occurred to me that, you know, the only thing stopping me from claiming this is this fear and also this notion that I can only 
do entrepreneurship one way. It has to be go hard or go home. And, you know, guess what? I don't want to live in a box and not spend money for the next five years until I quote unquote make it like I like nice things. <laughs> I appreciate a good paycheck and a mani petty. So how could I possibly be an entrepreneur, right? But then I realized that, you know what, there are a bunch of people who have made it, who originally started their business just working uh, working on it on the side while they were working on nine to five. And I wanted to hear more from them. I wanted to hear their stories. And I looked around for people who were talking about that and really couldn't find it. Um, and I realized, especially for women of color, I could just not find these stories in one place. So I decided, okay, I want to start interviewing them on my blog. But the more I did these interviews, I realized like, wow, these conversations, the print Q&A format just doesn't do it justice. Like I wouldn't be able to go back and forth and have people hear this rich conversation in its entirety. So that's when I first started mulling around and thinking about potentially doing this podcast. And finally, um, I just decided to take the leap. Like college students start podcasts, high school students start podcasts. Why can't I? And so that's where we are today. That's what, you know, we're getting ready to start. Episode two is ready. If you, once you finish this episode, you can go right into it to hear the first interview with a woman who started out her business as a side hustle while she worked full time and is now getting ready to leave her job completely because it's become so successful. So check it out. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.